All right, folks. We're going to try this again. Facebook did a thing where it just made all of this go away. I assume it was Russian hackers. But anyway, welcome again to the Broad Street Hockey Radio postgame. I am not your director of fun and games. Bill Matz is off for the night. It is me, Kelly, from Broad Street Hockey and Broad Street Hockey Radio. We're going to hang out for a little bit, talk a little bit about what turned out to be a very fun hockey game, um, which I'll be honest, at the end of the first, I was pretty bored. Um, so it was a real wild ride, this one. I took notes on my cell phone, so we'll refer to those a little bit. Um, I mean, it's we might as well just work backwards, right? Let's talk a little bit about that third period. That was an absolute explosion. Five unanswered goals in the third. Pretty wild. Um, Kevin Hayes shorthanded goal. Awesome. Ghost bomb like we haven't seen in a very long time, which I'm really hoping um, is going to signal the start of something really good from him because there's absolutely no reason he should be playing this badly. Um, Yeah, so those were the good things. But I guess maybe we should talk a little bit about the bad things because that's kind of what we do. We're Flyers fans. We can point out some bad things. Um, Brian Elliott did not have a great game, uh, which is, you know, I love Brian Elliott, but I can admit when the guy looks a little cooked tonight, he did not look great. Um, Definitely wasn't the absolute cause of each of those goals, but he definitely could have had all of them, particularly the first three were very, very much stoppable goals that he should have had. Um, And it's, you know, very likely that this game could have gone a completely different way when you get goaltending like that. It's what we saw all of last season. When you get terrible goaltending, the team in front tends to not play as well. Thankfully, this is a new Flyers, new year, new Flyers, and they uh, rallied back and won the game. Um, So that's three in a row for the boys. Not bad. Um, What else was great? Let's see. Oh, something we should talk about. Scott Lawton, not on the bench at the start of the third, um, and obviously to end the game. Um, That's not great. So it'll be interesting to see what they do if Scott Lawton is out for any length of time. Um, Both Morgan Frost and the Germ are playing quite well up in Allentown with the Phantoms. Those are obviously two talents that they could pull right up out of the AHL and I think could probably do pretty well on that third or fourth line. Um, But then again, losing Scott Lawton, a bummer. He's been very good so far this season. Um, Let's see. Yeah, somebody just said Ghost Rises from the Dead on Halloween at the Wells Fargo Center. That's kind of funny because also true. Pretty funny. Um, yeah, another thing I want to talk about, there were a couple of breakaways in this. ended up going nowhere. Um, yeah, there were those two breakaways in the second period. Um, and while they didn't end up... Okay, cool. Well, you can see me. Awesome. It tells me that the video is paused because of bad connection, but this is Facebook, so... Whatever. Okay, so those two breakaways in the second, I want to talk about them a little bit. So nothing happened. On, on, that's true. However, um, it's mostly because the two guys who ended up with breakaways, Couturier and Niskanen, are not really the two guys that you want 
going in for a dangle on a breakaway. They're not, they're just not those kinds of players. Um, but the the passes that set up those breakaways, uh, Limblom to Couturier on the first one, um, and I believe it was Lawton to Niskanen, the second one. Those kinds of passes are not what we used to see from this team. So that was that kind of stuff, that little like process stuff that's clearly improved is really exciting to me um, because it's, it's just a signal in my mind that the team is functionally better. Like it's not just that the results are better, that the team itself is playing better. Um, and that should keep things going in the long run for us. Okay, let's look a little bit at your questions here. We always make backup quality goalies look like brick walls. Well, Corpusalo is not the backup in Columbus anymore. Um, oh, yeah, Mike McCormick brings up Joel Farabee. He looked fantastic again. Um, this kid is awesome. <laughs> like, he's going to, he's already gotten his first goal taken away by a technicality, but he is absolutely going to get that goal and soon. Um, he's all over the ice. He is contributing all over the ice, playing on the power play, which is pretty cool. Um, just really impressive. I admittedly was not, it's not that I don't, didn't think that Joel Farabee was an NHL player or that I didn't think that he was ready or that I didn't think that he would be good. I've just been on the Morgan Frost train for so long that the idea of someone jumping him bothered me a little bit, but I can absolutely eat crow on that one because Farabee has been outstanding. The kid belongs for sure. Um, it's very exciting to see that. Someone asks, do you think Travis Konechny will be captain after the Drew era? No, I do not. That will be Sean Couturier. What's with Patrick? Um, Patrick is still out uh, for an indefinite amount of time because he still has the migraine thing. It's not been completely solved yet. And even when they do get that sorted, um, you have to remember that he did not have a training camp and he's not played a single minute of competitive hockey uh, so far this season. So he's probably going to need some conditioning time with the Phantoms before we see him with the Flyers. Um, that'll be a good thing for both him and the team. I don't think you want to dump him cold onto a hockey team that's playing very well. I just don't think that would go well for either the team or Patrick. And you don't want him getting off to another slow start or for things to happen that will kill his confidence. It, it won't be good for the kids. So, yeah, so everybody, you guys are talking a lot about Kevin Hayes, which, good reason. I mean, I did not think that we overpaid for Kevin Hayes. I was not upset that we signed Kevin Hayes. In fact, I was very excited about the fact that we signed Kevin Hayes because he was the second best center available on the market this summer and we needed a center and we went and got one. Um, that said, I didn't expect to like Kevin Hayes. Um, I didn't think that, he, I figured that he would be a guy that I rooted for in the context of his being a flyer and his overall presence making the team do well. Um, but I'm kind of like a Kevin Hayes fan now. Like I like the guy. Um, I like the way he plays. I like how like heavy he is on the ice. Like he's such a big dude. Like he's so hard to move him and he's everywhere and he's great on the penalty kill. And that shorty tonight 
made me think back to the days of Mike Richards when you could count on somebody just poking that puck at the blue line and taking it all the way down and scoring. And it's like, it's so fun. And it's just the fun. Like, it's just, I love the fun. It's, it's been so long because we've been having fun and we've been having consistent fun. Um, and I'm super psyched about it. So let's talk a little bit. I'm going to get to your questions in a second, but let's talk a little bit about, so in our uh, preview for the game on broad street hockey, we asked a couple of questions that we were going to watch for in this game. Uh, the first one was, can Moose keep it going in net? Definitively, no. He could not. Um, obviously, Elliot was going to get one of these two games, either tonight against Columbus or tomorrow against the Islanders. Um, <clears throat> I saw Charlie tweet something about the fact that if he was tired and playing shitty today, he would also be tired and playing shitty tomorrow. I don't know if that's true. Um, I just think that Brian Elliott is an absolutely outstanding backup goaltender who is a backup goaltender. And that does not mean tandem. That does not mean splitting games. That does not mean riding a hot hand because he played a couple of games well. That means he's a backup goaltender. He plays one game or two games, and then he sits again. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. And he plays those games because the starting goaltender needs a rest for whatever reason, a mental break, a physical break, back-to-back games, whatever it is. He plays one or two, and then he sits again for a long stretch of time. And if we use him that way, I think he'll be very good. Um, But I think even three in a row at this point is pushing it for Brian Elliott. I just don't think it's a great idea. And I think that tonight we saw didn't work out well. The second question we asked ahead of this game is, will the Flyers keep the momentum rolling? Turns out, yes, they will. I did not think that they would, but they shut me right up in the third period and are definitely still rolling. Um, Like I said, that's three in a row heading onto the island tomorrow. So that'll be fun. Uh, Back-to-backs are always interesting. We'll see if they're able to keep it moving after playing what was – I'm sure a very tiring game for them. Comebacks, I would imagine, are always kind of hard. Let's see. Ride the moose train in net for Sunday. Matthew Dabrowski is a crazy person. Let's see. Um, Looking for some questions here. Kevin Hayes' overpay is more about term than annual value. I mean, yeah, but like every UFA contract is shitty at the back end. Every single one. Shitty at the back end. There's just, that's just how it is. You have to accept that. When you sign a UFA, you're hoping that the first three or four years of his contract, you get some shit out of that guy. And if you don't, that's it. You're just going to be paying him for the end of his career. That's how UFA signings work. Um, Let's see. Oh yeah, let's talk about Michael Roffel. Amanda Wojcik brings him up. Um, I'm not a bit okay. How do I say this? I'm not, it's not that I'm not a Raffle fan. It's kind of that I'm like an indifferent to Michael Raffle. Um, I wasn't excited that they brought him back, but it's like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, but he continues to be like a real good guy to have in the toolbox. He, he does seem to step it up when he needs to. 
Um, and he had another great game tonight, and he's been playing very well this entire season, so it's hard to argue. <clears throat> Let's see. There's someone here. Um, there's someone here arguing that Sean Couture is bad. Uh, if you guys want to find that guy, because that's hilarious. Um, so, a couple of you are saying that you're a little bit scared to think that perhaps the Flyers are actually good. And I personally think that you you can you're fine. Like you can go with it now. It's true. The Flyers are actually good. Because not only are they winning games, which is good, they're playing well in the wins, and they were playing well in the losses as well. Um, the underlying numbers are there. The shot quality is there. Uh, the goaltending, for the most part, has been there. A um, little questionable, a couple of games there, but for the most part has been there. Definitely more reliable than in years past. I think it's pretty safe for you to like release the tension that's been building in your body over the last four or five years and enjoy hockey again. I mean, it's very likely that they'll destroy our souls, but for right now, I think you can enjoy it. Do you think Torinsky has Lawton-type potential? I mean, maybe, but also I don't care because there's like seven other players that are better than Carson Torinsky who I would rather have on this team. So Torinsky might be good. I don't care. I, I don't really care if he's on this team or not. Um, I'm going to refer to my notes here. I don't know how Bill does this for 45 minutes. He truly is ridiculous. Um, oh, Jake Voracek. So Jake Voracek continues to score goals, which is wild stuff. Um, I know people get super down on Voracek, but he has been having an outstanding season. And today he did my favorite thing on that first goal. He passed to the net, which is like the signature Jake Voracek move, because as we know, Jake Voracek, Voracek loves to go for the pass, and occasionally he will fake the pass and shoot at the net, which I like to call passing to the net, and it seems to work every time. So I wish that he would do it more times, because it's awesome and it works really well let's see <laughs> it's funny like looking at my notes here um i have so many bad things to say about shane goss's bear and all of them have been erased from my mind because he scored a goal that was an absolute banger and now he's good again it's fun how that works right like i hated shane goss's not hated i was very frustrated by shane goss's bear and in the span of about 30 seconds, I became unfrustrated by him. So I'm interested, to, I'm interested to know what you guys, if, let's say Scott Lawton's out for a while, right? Um, and we've got a hole at either 3C or 4C. I'm wondering who you guys would like to see in that spot. Um, would you like to see a pit lick? <clears throat> would you rather see... Morgan Frost. Would you rather that Morgan Frost continues to get top line minutes in the AHL and we bring up somebody like the Germ or uh, Vorobiev again to fill that spot? Um, I would kind of like to see, I would like to see it be Frost um, simply because we know it's not going to be, I mean, unless the kid comes in and kills it, it's not going to be a permanent call up. So why not see? what he can do at the NHL level. And then once everyone's healthy again, you can send him back down to continue 
to get the top line minutes and to crush in the AHL. In the meantime, we've gotten a look at the kid and we know what we've got. Um, at some point, you got to get these kids into NHL action, real regular season NHL action, not preseason. <clears throat> so you can really get an idea of what we got here. Uh, let's see. Biggest thing I've noticed about this year's team, when Columbus scored to make it 4-2, last year's team would pack it in and go away. This team has fight. Thank you, Eric Ball. That is absolutely true. That really is the biggest thing that's changed about this team, I think. It's an overall um, attitude shift. They were like zombies last season, just kind of going through the motions. There was no passion or fight in that team at all, and it's all back. Um, and I don't know enough to know if it's simply because of the coaching staff or if it's because Hextall's gone. Um, now they can have pizza and wings again. Like, I don't really know. I'm not in that room, so I don't know what it is that turned them all back into real boys again, but they are definitely a different team than last season. And that's one of the reasons why I think it's okay to be excited. Because um, we're not looking at the same team. It's the same guys, right? It's the, mostly the same players. It's absolutely not the same team. I think those are two different things. And I think it's pretty easy to acknowledge that when you look at what's happening. Hi, Micah. Okay, let's see. The vets up front have definitely shown up. Yeah, they have, and they didn't in the first few games, which was worrying, and now they're turning it on, and obviously we needed that to happen. Anyone know how Ratcliffe is doing? I think he's doing well, but Ratcliffe is definitely not going to be called up. Um, so no sense in wondering about that. <clears throat> Very glad to see so many of you referring to him as the germ in these comments. That's good, good people. I think AV holds people accountable this year, which is something Hack never did. Probably. Also, there was a, um, a Dave Isaac article that came out today uh, that was mostly about Oscar Lindblom that had a very interesting little nugget in it about the fact that when Lindblom was taken off team last year and put up into the press box, um, he literally had no idea why it happened. Like, no one said, you are sitting because of this reason. This is what you need to do to get back in the lineup. They just took him out, and there was absolutely no communication. Um, that seems bad. <laughs> doesn't seem great. So I'm assuming that just a coach that communicates what he wants from his players, um, I would imagine it's probably easier to play for that kind of guy because you know what you're supposed to be doing. Power play and penalty kill have movement and energy. They sure do. The penalty kill in particular looks great. I'm really excited about that. <clears throat> AV is a great coach. He don't just stare at shit. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> um, Josh Bublitz says they were in the slot a whole bunch without finishing. Not to complain about that, just saying really nice to see them getting close. Yeah, it's true. The first period, they were not uh, in the slot a whole bunch. They were shooting from the outside again. And that was mostly, um, that was more about Columbus keeping them to the outside than it was the Flyers deliberately shooting from the outside. Columbus was playing a really, a really good defensive game, which is what 
uh, Tortorella has been trying to do since he lost most of his top talent. Well, not most of his top talent. Some of his top talent. Torinsky is probably the guy coming up. I mean, I don't know. They brought up Vorobiev the other day and sent him back down. It could be Vorobiev again. I don't think it's a given. How about the unsung hero of tonight, Gritty, dressed up as Wonder Woman? That was a delight, wasn't it? The Halloween game is always fun. I'm sad that I couldn't go to it. <laughs> what else? We need Moran. Do we, though? Do we, though? Mm. Would that be better than anything? Probably not. Someone mentioned Nicholas Abe Kubel. Um, that doesn't seem to be a thing that's going to happen. I don't know why. I don't think the organization likes this kid. So just don't give him a chance, like, ever. <clears throat> Any word on Patrick? No, Patrick is still out for an indefinite amount of time. He's skating, but I don't think there's any knowledge about when he'll be back. Moran to be the 7D tomorrow. Isn't Moran the 7D every day? <laughs> uh, let's see. Haig needs a night off. Haig needs the rest of the season off, in my opinion, but I don't make those choices. Phil Myers, yeah, Phil Myers would be nice, but uh, I don't think they can bring him up. Can they? Is there a cap thing there? What are the odds we can send Haig down? They're not going to waive Robert Haig because uh, someone will claim him. He's an NHL defenseman. When Patrick comes back, should he start on the fourth line? No. I said earlier, when Patrick comes back, he should probably start with the Phantoms because he's not played a single minute of competitive hockey since the middle of the summer, and that wasn't that was just camp anyway. So he's going to need to get his game together before he comes back because if you bring him back and you dump him right on the Flyers, it's probably going to be bad for him and the team, and neither of those things is good. So... You might as well just let him get some time with the Phantoms. Apparently the Sixers won. Cool. That's a thing you care about. A defenseman with a pulse will always get claimed. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned Hayes being big-bodied, but he also has enough quickness to break away from Foligno on a breakaway. He looked really good. Yeah, Hayes looks great. I have, like, literally no complaints about Kevin Hayes whatsoever. He's been a fantastic addition to the team. Except for being from Boston and liking barstool sports those are my two kevin hayes complaints otherwise he's cool i like him any word on frost like what kind of word on frost frost is playing incredibly well with the phantoms one would hope that he would eventually get some time with the team but not anytime soon hi kelly i hear you are in my country i am not in ontario i'm in nova scotia an hour ago, I was ready to say same old flyers, but they're not the same old flyers. That is very true. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, That's why I think it's okay to be excited, because though the team is the same, the team is not the same. Because last year's team doesn't come back down 4-2 to win 7-2. They just don't. Wait, what did I just say? Never mind. My brain. What's going on with Sandheim? Yeah, what is going on with Sandheim? He doesn't look that great, does he? I mean, he doesn't look bad, but he doesn't look like as good as I expect Travis Sandheim to look. I'm still not totally sold on the pairings that they have on defense right now. Um, mostly because I have a personal feeling that Robert Haig should be fired into the sun. 
So that changes the third pairing. Um, I think Ghost and Braun should get a look together because they did well when they were together in the preseason. And I think, oh God, if, if we, this would be fine if Myers was up because Myers-Sanheim would be great. But he's not, so we can't do that. So I don't know, but Sanheim needs to get going. Comment surprisingly annoyed negative pointless after a nice comeback win. Mm, have I been negative? I don't think I have, but all right, buddy. Let's see. Hague is awful. I'm just going to assume you live in a trailer park in Nova Scotia. Everybody lives in a trailer park in Nova Scotia. People forget that. Um, some of us live in cars. We all have kitty cats and repair shopping carts. It's just cultural. I won't go with Braun as well. Yeah, it's good, right? It's a good pair. I don't know why they don't. I don't know why they don't bring that back. I mean, Braun and Provy have been good as well, but I don't think that it's the ideal combination for me. Oh, the post-game report on air. Well, I can't watch that because I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> oh, apparently Lawton has a broken finger and is out four weeks. That's less than ideal. But it does mean that we could get a call-up for a good chunk of time, which would be fun, as long as it's somebody that I want to come up. Otherwise, it will not be fun. Um, 46 or 26 on the net is a gorgeous sight. It sure is. Hey, completely at fault for the fourth goal, that or the third. I think it was the third goal. Yeah, he was totally out of position. Um, there's a, a weird... <laughs> Hi, Dan. There's a weird amount of, like, excuse-making for Robert Haig that I don't understand, but he's just not good. He's, like, simply not good at hockey. Um... Myers coming up before Moran. I don't know about that. I don't know if that's true. Um, at some point, Moran's going to get a look because he's there. And they can't do anything with him except for play him or sit him. So at some point, he's going to have to play. <clears throat> what lineup changes do I envision for tomorrow? None except for in goal and not Scott Lawton. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who it is. That's the one big question going in tomorrow, is who's going to be in that spot. My bet is Vorobiev, but we'll see. TK keeps up this pace, or even 80-90% of the production he's had thus far. This is Eric Ball again. Does he start to take the mantle as the best player on the Flyers? Uh, okay. I've heard, like, I've seen this two or three times. Um, most notably, I think it was the Hockey News who did, like, a video about... Travis Konechny being so good that perhaps the Flyers should consider trading Claude Drew, which is hilarious. Um, Travis Konechny is very fun to watch. He's very good at scoring goals. He is absolutely not the Flyers' best player or the second-best player or the third-best player. He's, he's a very good piece of a very good line. And it's those three together, I think, that are driving a lot of Travis Konechny's success. He's, he's not the guy. He's the, the piece that gets things done. But Claude Giroux is still the Flyers' best player. And after that, it's Sean Couturier. Um, you could make arguments about who's number three, but it, it's not Travis Konechny. As much as I like him, it's a little soon to say that kind of stuff. Let's see. 
I really do enjoy that all of you are calling them Big Al and the Ass Crew because that is uh, a really fun, it's a really fun thing to say. Um, so people are asking why I moved to Canada. You can ask me on Twitter, I'll tell you there. Um, Mike McCormick thinks it's going to be the germ. That's cool with me. Um, are we all excited to see Carter Hart tomorrow? I am definitely excited to see Carter Hart tomorrow. Um, he had a couple of clunkers there, and I'm, I need to see what he looks like after a couple of clunkers and after three games to get his head together. Um, if he comes back strong, great, awesome, everything's fine. If he has another clunker, we might have to ask some questions about what exactly is going on there because we don't, I don't think we expect consecutive clunkers from Carter Hart. Um, and so it might be a matter of us adjusting our expectations about what we get out of a 21-year-old goaltender in his first full season in the NHL. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely excited to see Carter Hart back in net. Let's see. I think Coots may have overtaken Drew as the best player on the Flyers. I mean, you could you could absolutely argue that Couturier is the best player on the team. I just think that for me, Claude Drew is so much the heart and soul of this team that I have a hard time saying that he's not the best player on the team. <laughs> Mike McCormick is mad that I keep calling the germ the germ. I can't help it. That's his name. I don't want to be rude about it. I have to call him his name. His name's the germ. Um, why are people talking about trading important pieces of their offensive talent? I don't think anybody is seriously thinking that. Hayes is number three, best player on the team. I mean, there's an argument there for sure. Um, it's like a, it's hard for me. I don't know who I would choose actually, because in my mind, it ought to be Travis Sanheim, but he is not playing like that right now. Um, like if you collectively take Travis Sanheim's time with the Flyers collectively against anybody else's time with the Flyers right now, I would say, yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know what's up with him. Um, very strong argument for Hayes to be the third plus player on the team. I will say though, like, isn't it fun that we get to argue about which of our three fucking great centers is best? <laughs> what a fun time. So much better than arguing about what's bad. Can Broad Street Hockey do a power ranking of all players on the Flyers roster? Kind of like top 25, under 25. Um, I can ask about it. The problem with doing that kind of thing is it's like, so when we do 25 under 25, it's like a, a static snapshot of time. It's either in the summertime or the winter. We're taking kind of like cumulative performance by all of the guys under 25 and ranking them that way. The problem with ranking the team at any given moment is that it's always going to change. So, I mean, that's the deal with all power rankings, right? Like they change pretty much daily. So I guess that we could do like maybe a weekly power ranking or a monthly power ranking, but it's, it's not something that we could do once um, because it's going to change all the time. But that said, Bill Matz does do power rankings of the league uh, just about every week that are outstanding. So keep an eye out for those. Has Provy finally turned a corner? Yeah, I think it's um, – Provy's been 
very good this season. Uh, I had a lot of questions about Ivan Provorov heading into the season. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Um, and he's, he's shut me right up. Like he's looked great. I've got no quarrel with Ivan Provorov right now. And I was seriously worried um, that he was going to continue to struggle and he has not at all. So very glad to be wrong about that. Oh, sorry about the mess back here, by the way, I'm living out of suitcases right now. Let's see. Just saw the news lotting out four weeks. That sucks. It does suck. But you're asking if Frost could come up. And I mean, if you want to bring up the center who is performing the best on the Phantoms right now, it would be Morgan Frost, which would be awesome. Will it be Morgan Frost? I don't know. Um, simply because there are three, four other guys from Lehigh Valley that they've brought up ahead of Morgan Frost. And given that this is an NHL hockey team, it seems likely to me that the thought process will be that we will bring up one of these guys who played well before because that's a safe option rather than Morgan Frost, which is kind of a question mark. So we'll see. Oh, so Isaac is saying Pitlick is in tomorrow. So that's easy. There you go. Tyler Pitlick is fine. It's just not, you know, it's not exciting. He's fine. He's like a, a very good fourth line player. He's just not the exciting one. So Tyler Pitlick, welcome again. The time to get infected is now. I'm, God, I fucking, I love calling him the germ. Steph Driver hates it so much, but it's like legitimately my favorite thing. It's so fun. Um, so I'm seriously glad that people are also calling him the germ. If they bring up Frost, he'd have to be a 3C, and then Hayes would probably become 1C with G on the wing. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't hate that. Let's see. Frost is ready. That's what Canada looks like. No, this is what the room that I'm staying in looks like. It is not my house. It's someone else's house. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Okay. I think we've done a, a, enough here. We've done some good work. I know that these are never as good as when Bill's around um, because he's a consummate professional and I just come on here and look awkward and ramble. So I really appreciate you guys hanging out for a bit. Um, I have no idea what's going on with the video. So if you can't see me or it's bad, sorry. Um, but yeah, this was fun. That was a fun game. It really built up there from the bottom all the way to the top. It's like that, you know, that Pearl Jam song, Corduroy? like starts real slow and it just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. That's what that game was. Started all the way down here, but we ended all the way up here and that's fun. So thank you very much for hanging out with me on this post game after this Columbus Blue Jackets win. It was awesome. Bill Matz will thankfully be back tomorrow doing much better at this, kicking ass as always, answering your questions, chatting with you, reporting on the game, Hopefully it will be just as exciting as it was tonight. So that'll be tomorrow, Islanders, 7 p.m. Check out all of our game day coverage. I will have a checking out the competition for you tomorrow morning. We will have the preview for the game. We'll have the game thread, all that kind of stuff. Check out the site. We love you guys. You're awesome. Thanks for joining me. Have fun. Go Flyers.